Welcome to What the Wealth, a financial planning and investment podcast for professionals and families to help you navigate life's financial transitions. Jonathan's mission is to facilitate the ability for you to plan for and create the life you love, free from anxiety about money. And now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Jonathan Bedner. Hello, welcome to the 54th episode of What the Wealth. I'm your host, Jonathan Bedner. I'm a certified financial planner, and this podcast is to help you go from financial confusion to financial confidence. Today, we're going to talk about a key estate planning mistake to avoid, and I'm going to give you three reasons why you should do it. The big estate planning mistake you want to avoid is adding one of your beneficiaries onto your account as an account owner. Now, if you're older, I see this quite a bit where someone is retirement age, older in retirement age, and the reason that they want to make one of their beneficiaries on their account and they do it in an account owner form is so that they have access to information. They can talk with the advisor. They can talk with the banker. They are in the loop and they are aware of what's going on and they can help provide and give advice to an aging retiree. If you're not an aging retiree and maybe you're mid-career, but you have retiree parents and they have this idea, then you can say, no, 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 no. These are the three reasons why we don't want to do that. And I'll also give you an alternative to solve the solution. So before I go any further, I want to say that this is not specific advice. I am not an estate planning attorney. I'm not an attorney at all. I do not practice law. So this is not specific advice, but this is something that comes up. So I want to make sure that I discuss it. It is a very noble thing to leave money to others. And in doing so, having someone help provide guidance so that you can be a good steward of your money. And that's why I see this. Clients will say, well, you know, I'm getting to a point where I want to have my son or my daughter come onto the account and just be able to be be involved so that she knows or he knows what's going on, can can provide advice and just, you know, kind of help help me understand what what we're doing and why. And I see this actually quite a bit more at the banks, but it does happen in uh on advisor, you know, accounts or brokerage accounts. And there's three reasons why you don't want to have your beneficiaries on your accounts. The first of which is if one of your beneficiaries is brought onto the account as an account owner, then now you've opened that account up to be attached to legal proceedings. Maybe they go bankrupt and creditors come after it. Maybe they get divorced and and ex-spouse or soon-to-be ex-spouse comes after it. Maybe they're in a car wreck or a boating accident and someone was hurt. And then that the victim decides to come after it. So by putting that in, a, in an account and making them a joint owner, even though your whole goal was to just have them be on the account really just to kind of help you with advice or your, or you've actually created a way for that to get attacked by other barbarians. So 
The first reason why you don't want to do that is to kind of protect it and make sure that it flows to the people you want and cannot be attached from other people's legal issues or legal matters. The second reason is you might go above the annual gift tax exclusion. So every year the IRS allows uh, a, a certain gift tax amount. So in 2022, as of this recording, the gift tax amount was or the amount that you could give without paying gift tax is what I'm trying to say, is $16,000 per recipient. So if a husband and wife are married, they have two children as their beneficiaries, they could give $32,000 to each of their children without paying any taxes on that, without their children paying any taxes or eating up any of their lifetime gift exclusion. If you put someone on an account and the account is going to be above that $32,000, assuming that there's two people on the account originally, husband and wife, it's a joint account between them, and you're adding a third, then you may eat into your lifetime gift and estate tax exemption, which in 2022 is $12.06 million, which would be $24.12 million for a married filing joint couple. Now, that's a huge number. Not a lot of people are going to hit that number, but it still is important to to think about because if you are above that $32,000 when you're gifting, and by putting someone on here will trigger that, then you need to file a, a Form 709 with the IRS that says, here's how much was gifted. And there is a misnomer on that that said, you know, people think that that's actually taxable. That's not taxable at the time of the gift, but it does go against your lifetime gift and estate tax exemption. So it'll, it'll kind of eat that down some. So it's important to think about if that 24, I guess, 12 million or 24 million, depending on if you're single or married filing jointly is going to be an issue. That's something to think about. So the second reason is because, uh, of some gifting and, and lifetime gift and estate tax exemption strategies, you want to avoid putting a beneficiary on that account. The third reason is because once you do that and they inherit the money at your passing, then what happens is they inherit your assets with a carryover basis, meaning Whatever you paid for your assets is what they will inherit it at. Whereas if if they were listed as beneficiaries at your passing, then they would get a stepped up basis. So if they're on the account while you're still alive and you paid $100,000 for something that's now worth two hundred, dollars after you pass away, then when they sell it, they're going to have a $100,000 capital gain. It's worth two hundred. dollars they inherited at your carryover basis of one hundred thousand, leaving a hundred thousand dollar capital gain. If you were, and we're strictly talking about non-retirement accounts here, if you pass away and they are beneficiaries on your account, meaning they're not a title joint owner, they're just beneficiaries, then they would inherit your account with a stepped-up tax basis or stepped-up cost basis, meaning. That you paid a hundred, it went to two hundred thousand. They inherit the money at two hundred thousand. They could sell, pay no taxes on the money. By by keeping them in the beneficiary line, these three 
I think these three reasons are very important to consider when you're trying to evaluate how do you bring someone else on to help navigate you know, financial planning and investments in the bank and all of these moving parts of money as you get older, or if you're still working and you have parents that are aging and, and retired, as they start to kind of maybe have these conversations with you, then you can say, no, 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 let's hold off. Here's some things we need to think about. Those are the three key, key reasons. So what's usually the better way to go about this and actually solves the problem from both ends, the client who wants someone else to kind of help from a family member perspective, come in and understand what we're doing and why, and just be able to kind of help on the account and the beneficiaries to protect them is not the right word, but just to kind of keep them in an ideal situation and, and, and the client in an ideal situation is to have the client create a power of attorney. They'll have an attorney do that, draft up those documents, the durable power of attorney, which once that is active, will give the authority for the bank, financial advisor, CPA, doctors, the the permission to speak with whoever the client has chosen to be the power of attorney. It could be niece, nephew, daughter, son, friend, whoever they want, but whoever that person is gives them the authority to be on those accounts in an uh, an authoritarian authoritative way, but without going against those uh, reasons why you would actually put someone on the account, which is really a no-go, not something that is ideal at all. So again, just want to kind of talk through this. I see this come up quite a bit and it, and it actually just prevents people from creating more estate planning issues on their own when they get added to the ownership line of an account when they really should be remaining in the beneficiary line of the account. Hope this is helpful and explains really why in three reasons why you want to avoid this key estate planning mistake. Thanks for listening. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe to what the wealth you can find me on Spotify. You can find me, find me on iTunes. I am getting ready to publish a, a, another book here, probably over the next 30 or 60 days, uh, working on some final touches over the next, you know, over that 30, 60 day period. Um, but I'm really excited to, to bring my second book to life, which is going to talk about money, core values, your dreams, and how to combat, combat, the five big retirement risk. So that will be out here pretty soon. And I look forward to, you know, providing some more detail as it, as I get some more clarity around when I'm actually going to publish and get the more details for you. Thanks again for listening. Create the life you love. Have a great day. Thank you for joining us on What the Wealth. For more information, get in touch with Jonathan at whatthewealth.com. Remember to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any information that can help you create the life you love. 
consideration of this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, it is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a final decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Paradigm Wealth Partners, a registered investment advisor and separate entity from LPL Financial. This information is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized tax advice. We suggest that you discuss your specific tax issues with a qualified tax advisor.